Houston, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operations in restricted area 2508? Area 31, roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Senator. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac Wanwan and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But first, girls, let me introduce. No, I should say this. But first, let me introduce the members of the posse. Uh, the Poussey, as the kids say, in the streets of Paris. Is that what they say? Girls, get ready. <laughs> Sit yourself down, fan yourself, get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, squeegee, and your lube, because the very famous one one is here. Hey, baby. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mac. <laughs> hey, everybody. Glad to be here. In fact, uh, glad to be anywhere. You know, I live for this. I live for the show. It's going to be awesome tonight. This I really like... can feel it in my bones. Really? Is that right? Okay. Yeah. We were talking about a, um, a vintage show that we recently rebroadcast, okay, from several years ago. Let's call it the Stop yes, Galley, the Stop Galley years. And one of the questions, we used to have top ten questions from Juan Juan all the time. And, and was, I didn't know, I never know what the questions. You never knew what they were, somebody. right? We don't work this out in advance. No, no way. And one of them was, did you ever bury a bone? <laughs> 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 Could you be more specific? I know. And then the other one was they were all really funny. And and the other one was uh and and I, I don't I remember this but I don't know why, but they said um he said uh you, you went out drinking with Mac's wife last night. How long was the apology text the next morning? <laughs> and you just went three paragraphs. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it was funny. So anyway. One one is here. No cocoa out saving the, the world. Apology from whom? From me or from Max wife. Well, I don't think. <laughs> Let's just say that you, apology hasn't been aired yet. You, um, <laughs> no Coco, but Switchblade Steve Ward is with us down there in the Chicken Fried, West Virginia. Switch. Great to be here tonight, Mac. Okay. Let's no do anything. Um. Well, everything's beyond wonderful. That's really? all I can say. Okay, that's it. Of course it is. So, what's that T-shirt? What do you? Uh, who you? Uh, who who are you horn for all this week? <laughs> That's awful. Point Pleasant. What is it? Point it's Pleasant. A Point Pleasant official T-shirt. Okay. Oh, there oh, it is. The moth band right there. See? <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Okay. This for some I like it. Some Good electronic design. reason switches. He, he looks like the Hulk tonight. He's all green, right? Yeah, Show those hands again. Don't get him angry. My camera must be failing. I, I, I don't know. Okay. Or uh, maybe maybe it was the bean dip. I'm not sure. Oh. Okay. Is it a cloud? <laughs> No Some club kind of tonight. Situation. Club is up in Saratoga know. Springs, New York. Or, uh, okay, now you, you look a little bit more natural now. That's, uh, but no, it's still green. It's uh, still green. Yeah. Hmm. Really, Bruce. Okay. Well, it's, it's entertaining if you're green there. Okay. It isn't yeah. easy being green. 
Uh, no clubby tonight, exactly. like you say. He's up right. in upstate New York. His daughter is uh, graduating college, and he's up there for the festivities. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, with us, the favorite part of the show, up there in Sideways New York, the light of the show, the light of our lives. Mm-hmm. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you doing tonight, Raven? Hello, friends. Doing great. Thanks for having me. So, <laughs> Raven, you're looking good tonight. You're looking good. <laughs> I was going to say, a little weird, but looking sounding good. a little weird, and uh, going for that Renona Ryder look, really, but kind of missed it maybe tonight. Who knows, right? A little more like the Beetlejuice look. I, little, I was going to say, when I, more like Renona Judd, but she's been dead for two years. Hang on. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Okay. Maybe the helium. Yeah. Raven. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Raven, so how are you tonight? How, how are you tonight? I'm actually feeling really, really sassy. Sassy. Okay. Um, sassy? Sassy? Yeah. Sassy. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Sassier than normal. Gassy. Uh, did she say sassy or gassy? Uh, 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 did she cut her? Did you cut your bangs again, or is that just my imagination? I don't know. I don't fool whistle. I see the bone. Anyway, thank you. Wow. Okay. Thank you, Raven, for joining us. And so why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now, and everyone can calm down, and when we be back, We'll be back with 10 questions for Juan Juan from superfan Susan K. Now, Juan, she asked me, should I run the questions, you know, should she run the questions by me first, you know, in case there was something in there that might insult you or something, right? I said no. I said no, just do it. Yeah, just, you know, he doesn't care, right? That's right. Okay. I don't care. Um, we were going to rolls off me. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> there's a joke. Like water off a duck's back. Oh, well, that was, you what had to bring the say? duck into it. I didn't introduce, I, I didn't introduce, uh, UFO mechanic Al Ronaldo here in the studio. Al. Hello, Mac. Hey, everyone. Yeah. He just threw a beer. Hey, on I, just, <laughs> I was in the middle of drinking a beer at okay. the moment. <laughs> Sorry. How's that Porsche treating you? Well, you know, um, you sleep with that Porsche. Do you sleep in the Porsche sometimes? It's you know, Porsche. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh. Uh, actually, the the only one that's registered is my wife. So I I don't. Mine is up on top of a lift. I haven't even looked at it in this year. In ages. Well, it hasn't moved in ages, but every now and then you know, I'll yeah. walk by and I'll lift up the cover a little bit. You know, like look under its skirt and say hi. How are you? What? <clears throat> but fifty years, you know. Fifty year old car. Wow. Uh, so anyway, we were talking earlier about um, off here. Uh, Lois and I attended an event this uh, weekend down in Massapoint, Massachusetts, which is down near the Cape. If you're familiar with uh, the area, down near the Bourne, uh, the uh, Cape Cod Canal, the Bourne River Bridge, Bourne Bridge, so on. And um, this was for uh, homeless our troops. And you know, you hear us talking about them all the time. But this is the first time that I've uh, actually gone to one of their events. And so basically, what they did was that they um, through a lot of donations um, with help and supplies and everything, they built this house, really nice house, uh, down in Massapoint, uh, Massachusetts, for uh, a woman named Rebecca Mann, who was a warrant officer, chief warrant officer in the Army. And after um, two years, uh, two tours of uh, combat in Afghanistan, had to have both her legs amputated. So this is what we always talk about on the show, and I was actually able to see it firsthand, where... Homestrad troops go in and they, with your donations only and with donated materials and lots of volunteers, including uh, about four or five of the New England patrons, um, you know, sp- built this house, put in the landscaping, so on and so forth. And then when it's complete, uh, they basically rip up the mortgage and they give the keys to 
the recipient. The recipient is one of our veterans um, from post 9-11 Afghan um, combat um, who you know came home with missing a limb or whatever, and they just need something to kind of put them back into the real world. And nothing will really put them back in there, but this helps, okay? They, they, they give them this house and they don't have the mortgage payment hanging over their heads. And so they can go out and lead, I hate to use this phrase, but then go out and lead a normal life, okay? And it turns out mm. that a lot of them who get these houses do go out, and they go out, and they just lead really successful lives because they get that push because, hey, man, no mortgage, which I think is very cool. And the house itself is designed just for them. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's a, it's a house designed for them. And it's it's not just cardboard. I mean, I looked at this house. This is like a really very, very cool house. Um, they've built 340 Nine of these things already. Three hundred and forty-nine of these houses oh, that's a lot. go between two hundred fifty and three hundred thousand bucks. Just around the country, or, or just around basically the, yeah, around the country in forty-eight states. Mm-hmm. The, the, the oh. problem is, the problem is. Well, first, the big problem is, is that the uh, Veterans Administration should be doing this. They don't, so we have to rely on people, uh, you know, organizations like Home Strong Troops. Okay, but um, the problem is, is they ha- there's a there's a thousand people on the waiting list. A thousand people on the waiting mm-hmm. list, and. And these people, I talked to our friend, you know, General Tom and a couple of the people there, and, and they're just, I said, man, how are you going to do that? He says, we're just going to do it. You know, we'll figure it out as we go along. And they've already done 350 of these houses. So anyway, great, just great people, great, very patriotic ceremony. They had these guys, Vietnam vet, Marines, biker gang and stuff. You know, they came with all their colors and stuff, and they were old dudes, but they're still doing it. And um just a lot of veterans and their families and stuff. There was probably 300 people at this place. I was expecting maybe 25 or so, but it was a crowd. Was a good time. It was nice. It was nice. It was a nice afternoon. So Homestar Troops, just Google them and, and, and donate. They're, they're, they're really a good organization. 90, 90 cents on your dollar goes to our veterans, and uh, these people will never be the same. So I think it's up, just up to us to honor these people and help them out because, uh, you know, they were over there fighting for us so we could do stupid crap like this. So... Homestrad Troops, very nice, very nice ceremony, very nice event. They put it on very well, and, um, you know, um, we like them. So Homestrad Troops, please Google yeah. them. And then we were talking about this has nothing to do with UFOs, but I'm going to just say the, the name, Martha Stewart. What is going on? <laughs> What's going on? Why, why, why? If Sports Illustrated is trying to attract, I don't know, males between 18 and 25, why would you put this old bet? We're gonna to have to cut that. Why would you put? <laughs> why would you put her on the cover? Well, I think they're trying to show to the world that this, the cover of Sports Illustrated is not an exclusive, exclusive to the perfectly coiffed, the perfect toned body <laughs> of the uh, female that uh, who made that decision? Because <laughs> women would say that those people that are on the, in that photo shoot, yes, are not real women. They, they've been like remanufactured, redone <laughs> to the max. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, there's a lot of cosmetic stuff going on, but they, I think Sports Illustrated said, you know what? We want to show uh, inclusiveness in our. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, mission unaccomplished. Issue, which hey, everybody Raven. goes out and run, runs out to get. I mean, I, I always wanted to be the first at the newsstand. Yeah. Well, not today. Go to like Barnes and Noble. Not this year. are going to get 200 of them and then boom, get it. There'll be no line. And Don't worry. Have it in the backseat of my car. And what she's yeah. doing? She's she's what flashing the old puppies, right? Is that the angle? The, the a alto. little bit of uh, cleavage there, not so bad. I mean, I think the the, the shots that I saw on uh, on TV 
Yes. It was a sports show in the Boston area, and it was uh, tasteful. Tasteful. I thought it was tasteful. Oh, Nothing yeah. really blatant, weird. <laughs> oh, that's know. that's actually good. I'm not going to buy Sports Illustrated to Ever. see tasteful. Right. I, I want to see tasteful guilt. I want to see women in <laughs> minuscule okay. bikinis. I'm sorry. Okay. That's what. That's why you're there. I mean, I could, you know, yeah. if I yeah, want to see... The sports know, have nothing to do with it. If I want to see Martha Stewart, I mean, no offense, I just find out where Snoop Dogg is. And, there you go. And you they're know, hanging uh, out together on a beach. Okay, that's, that's cool. He should sh- have been there with her. Can I just say a show... How do you know he wasn't? Can I just say a show of hands? Uh, you know, who believes Snoop is hitting that? <laughs> I'm raising my hand. Okay. I see that big green hand yeah. over Hulk. Yeah, it was unanimous, folks, anyway. But listen, so when, Raven, have you seen the uh, cover? More power to him, you know. Yeah, I guess. Okay, he's stoned all the time. That explains it. Raven, have you seen the cover of Sports Illustrated with Martha Stewart? Um, have I seen it, or have I made it all my wallpaper in my house? Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're. <laughs> so you're into it. You're yes. Okay. Yes, I love antiques. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the warranty expired. She could have said dinosaurs. And be you know, if there are any UFOs watching the show right now, they're saying, what are they talking about? What are they about? talking about? They're supposed to be talking about us. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So anyway, well, why don't we do this? We have good-looking 80-year-old plus women all the time. Yeah. Our, uh, <laughs> no, that, that one might not be unanimous, but why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break now and calm down, regroup, and we'll be right back after this. You'll see to Macaloney's Mill Tracks, our show, here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super-terrorist hid six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nukes' secret locations before time runs out. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Mech Maloney. On sale now on Amazon. And hey, Wingman fans, listen to Mac's show to find out how you can win an autographed copy of Wingman 22, War of Dragons. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Milltrack Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Lots of surprises. More to come. But first, girls, he's here. Very famous one one. Hey, girls. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It's going to be a fun show, so stay with us. 
Have you have you been? Right. Uh, that sounded almost threatening. Have you been to your social club since you joined? Yes, I did. Just oh, once, really? though. Just once, huh? Just once. Okay. I know. It's, yeah. it's crazy. You think I was going to be there like every other day, but yeah. You know, but why? It's, it's boring, right? It's boring and sad. It's yeah, you know. <laughs> but tell you what, the, the alcohol prices are wicked cheap in there. Yeah, yeah. Nights of Columbus. To any pub, any place, or yeah, any yeah. restaurant, yeah. Well, or anything like that. It's really want to go go in there and get hammered. You mm-hmm. get hammered on the cheap, and you can bring a guest. Yes, and get the same pricing. You can bring that same guest three times. What's 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 it called? The goose and ladder, or something? The goose and bell, it's, or something? No, it's it's no the the, the, the duck and claw. No, it's, it's not. No. It doesn't have a weird name like that. It's it's the Pennington Pennington Sports and Social Club. Okay, yeah. And they're telling you it's not a pub. No, because a pub means it's sure public, it and anybody can walk in and drink. No, okay. wow. you have to be signed in by a member. Seriously. Or you have to remember yourself. Another reason not to go to England. I'm sorry, Wani. I know you're having a good time over there. But. I know. It's very uh, it's very bourgeois. Bougie. <laughs> bougie, as the kids say. Listen, speaking of bougie, no cocoa tonight. <laughs> I think anyone is of a cocoa bourgeois. I don't think so. That's but, like you know, the only French word I know. He's out. Uh, me too. He's out flying around somewhere. But he's going to be on soon. However, our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is with us down there in West Virginia. Switchy. And glad to be here. Okay. Everything good with you? Everything is beyond wonderful. He looks like he's just come out for the golf course. Doesn't he have, like, golf attire on him? No? <laughs> I mean, just seeing him from the, <laughs> from the shoulders up anyway. Um, also with us in the house, Uncle Al, the kitty's pal, Al Renato, UFO mechanic. mechanic. Hello, Mac. Hey, everyone. Good evening, all. Mm-hmm. Hey, Al, I always ask you, maybe I forgot the answer is, when you're working on a UFO vehicle, is it metric or is it American? you got to go with metric. Okay. They're just right. not enough. The, the, uh, the standard stuff just doesn't, doesn't, doesn't quite fit. The metric yeah. has got to happen. That's good. Yeah, I figure it's metric, nuts and bolts, yeah. Why do you think, where do you think it came from? I mean, seriously. <laughs> True, yeah. 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 from some other place. I think that's the first mechanical it's question you've ever been asked in <laughs> three or four years on the show. <laughs> He's asked me that before. Anyway, okay. Also <laughs> with us. I have. Also with us is uh, our favorite good witch up there in Sideways and Yacht. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you doing tonight? Raven. Hello, friends. I'm doing great. How are you? Hi, Raven. We're fine. How are you? I'm great. <laughs> Look, you looking good. You your bangs yourself, don't you? Yeah. I feel a little strange. Now we got Suddenly, I don't know what, what to say. <laughs> What gross stuff? What is it, that stuff that she's drinking? Oh. How's your cat? How's your cat, Raven? How's the cat? Yeah. Um, the cat's great. Can't stop working around my desk. I don't know. Did he say it tasted I good? I oh. I think he said it was, she said it was sitting in her lap. Okay. Oh, I see. Okay, that's even filthy. Yeah. Um, also joining us, at least, um, I don't know how long she's going to stick around, but is super fan. Susan K, we've decided. Her agent and my agent got together and said we can call her Susan K now. Susan, how are you tonight? I'm doing amazing. Thank you all so much for having me. It <laughs> is awesome to see you all. Is it really? Did no? you just say you all? She said you all twice. So she Did said she you say all. you all? But she's from Massachusetts. What are you she's saying? from Massachusetts for crying out loud, but she's been down south so long. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so please once, just for once, say your last name and then we'll... We won't have to say it again for the rest of it. I can't say it, but everyone else here can. So it's cow. Cow. Pillow. 
Cow pillar. Okay, cow pillar. Susan cow pillar. Okay, Susan cow pillar. Susan K. Yes. No way. Raven. Was that necessary? Accent on the first syllable, cow, like like moo, cowpilla. Exactly right. She's nodding. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've uh, joined. Uh, uh, Susan is a big fan of the show, and um, every once in a while she'll join us with ten questions to ask one of the members of the gang. Okay. Hopefully, one of them has to do with UFOs. We don't know yet. And tonight, the target is. I was only kidding, Susan. <laughs> the target is. Very famous Juan Juan. Ten questions. Oh, no. Yes. Uh, that people have always wanted to know about Juan Juan. So I guess we got to start the music here. Yeah. And Susan, you have a list, right? I do. Okay. All right. Uh, are we ready for this, gang? Everyone is nodding. Affirmative. So, Susan, I guess. Number 10. These All right. Questions people have always wanted to ask Juan Juan. Juan Juan, how did you meet Matt? Whoa, that's a long story. It's classified, wasn't it? No. (laughs) I do. We all do. He he called a service company, a computer service company that I worked for, and said, my computer is filled with junk and stuff that shouldn't be on my computer. Can you come over and uh, clean it up? So it took a while. And the the time it took me to do it, we really exchanged a lot of good vibes and became became best friends after that. All right. Can I just interject something here? Okay. Uh, I my computer was stalled and I had a book deadline to you know get to so you know I called the service company one one but actually my neighbor actually recommended one one and he came over and he fixed it in like maybe five minutes and then we spent like the next hour and a half talking about Keith Richards which was great <laughs> but then he freaking bills me for three hours <laughs> that's how I met one one <laughs> Number nine, please, Susan. So the, so the, the flop house story was not true. No. Right? Okay. That was the second right. time. <laughs> Next question. So one one, we know you are totally devoted to your beautiful wife, and that having been said, where and when did you develop your smooth talking, irresistible ladies' man skills, or are you just a natural? Well, <laughs> wow. Uh, Okay. I, apparently, I'm a natural because I just uh, discovered, rediscovered my high school yearbook, and some of the ladies in my yearbook who signed it made some comments in that kind of a direction, and really? I get a kick out of it when I read them. I'm going, I can't believe she actually wrote this because I don't remember, remember her giving me the time of day. But well, these, like were, what? these what? were girls that I occasionally dated or liked, and or they, they were a couple were cheerleaders of the football football cheerleaders. Is this Charlestown High? Chelmsford. 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 Okay, there's a big difference. Okay. All right. Yeah. Right. So I, I you lived were smooth. in Charlestown on the weekends. You were smooth. Charlestown. <laughs> you were smooth back then. Is that what you're trying to say, girls? I was. Say? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I, and there were comments uh, about that. You know, they're not risque or anything. They're very right. They were very cool and nice. Are they trying to be nice? I mean, I have to ask the question. Are they yeah, just trying yeah, to be nice yeah. to you? Yeah. Okay. And I. I Every reunion I go to, which is every five years, yes, right. I bring my original yearbook. They've since reprinted them. Yes. If you don't have one, you can buy another co- fresh copy, hard copy. I think uh, Martha Stewart was at the last again, one. Or somebody new who I can didn't get one. to sign it the first time will sign it and say, oh, yeah, I remember you. You're a wild and crazy guy. And they'll sign it. Or they'll mention my voice. They'll mention my guitar playing skills. I used to play guitar back then. Wow. On a regular basis. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And mm. 
the lovable, charming uh, guy. Juan. Juan. The, there's a there's a caption that you know. The, the, <laughs> I'm gonna say. Well, so what happened? Would what happened? Figure out what kind of caption is going to be. Now, I didn't belong to any clubs. So okay. Any clubs? Yeah. It, you know. Yes. I wasn't on the honor roll a lot. Yeah. Oh they, wow! Really? You yeah. A, you Were you the a, guy? A Everybody had like a nickname. Were you the guy on your Friday afternoons? You, right before the bell rang, you said to the teacher, "You forgot to give us homework for the weekend." Were you that guy? <laughs> no, I wasn't that guy. <laughs> I hated that guy. Susan. Yeah. <laughs> Next, next question, please. All on. right, next question. No, but the, the comment was yes that they put under my name was Latin lo- the Latin lover. <laughs> even though they, they knew, even though I wasn't really technically Latin. Go ahead. Latin lover for music and the ladies. Wow. I can show you that page where my stupid picture is. So that's that what quote. that tattoo means. Okay, we understand. That. <laughs> number eight, please, nickname? Susan. Number. Eight. My nickname was Bun. Okay, hang on, and Susan. I don't even want to go down that <laughs> road. Why? Do we want to know why? Just okay. Bun, not Buns? Yeah. Okay. Whoever put that in there didn't really, wasn't really sure what that meant. And neither are we. Okay, but number eight, please. Susan. All right, number three. Number Is three. Is it true you once asked a co-worker on a date after suffering an injury on the job at a pillow factory... <laughs> And after you passed out from the sight of your own blood in front of her, you still asked her out on a date. True. Wow. I'll tell you, man, that is the ballsiest uh, thing I've ever heard in my life. You know, so there's you, uh, at least a couple of people who are still alive today that were in the office. When they saw it, I remember yeah. that because it like, was in the office. It was in the office, really. Yeah, it's like the so JFK assassination. You knew where you I were. I cut myself on a cutting knife that cuts a pillow ticking. At a pillow factory, he cuts himself, folks. Go ahead. Yeah, the razor, like a razor sharp, sure. cutting electric cutting tool. I'm sure it was. All right. So I said, oh gee, I got to go to the hospital. So <laughs> went down to the office to just to to not to punch out or anything. I just said, so hey, look, I need to go to the office. Can you just call the hospital somebody to give me a ride? Yes. Because I don't want to drive myself out blood all over my shifter and my Mustang. <laughs> Wanted a ride. <laughs> you were thinking so clearly. Work and they said, okay, I'll give you a ride. So I'm in, I'm in the office waiting to get the ride. <laughs> And I'm sucking on my fingers, and it's like oh. I cut a couple of fingers, oh. and I passed out right in front of this beautiful woman, one of the secretaries there. Yes. I mean, I wasn't out for long. I was like, maybe I was up for a couple of seconds. Okay, it doesn't and, matter. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> she was this beautiful Portuguese girl from Somerville. Her Ooh. name was Fernanda. Oh. Go ahead. Remember? Her American name was Barbara. But a lot of us in here know Fernanda about, yes, yeah, as it turns out. Okay, good. Go ahead, please, continue. Uh, we'll fill and, you in uh, later, you know, Switch. I sort of lusted after her for a while. And, yes, and, yes. And then after that incident, maybe it was about a week or so afterwards, I, I, I started asking her out. And she said yes? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. That's great, man. Great story. Yeah, yeah, my hero. That's That would take a lot of guts. Yeah, man. I know. It, it, but I was I was young and done that day. You know, I didn't think about any kind of uh, what does that look like? What does that feel like? I just just did stuff. Wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go on. About any Number four. About is it is going to affect my my view of my personality or anything? See, okay. Just, just did it. Number four, please, Susan Savings. <laughs> Number four. We've heard you mention your time and genuine devotion spent as a roadie for the Rolling Stones. What an amazing and experience and opportunity. How did you happen to come upon this cool job? Well, the myth, 
continues there, Wani. Well, now this the is myth, uh, the legend. All true stories. They might sound like myths, but they're all <laughs> true stories. Um, I always, there's something I always wanted to do is be involved in uh, music production, theater, rock and roll, somehow. So I, I knew that if I joined the union, IATSC, which is also uh, movies and theater, and it's a little star bug you see at the end of the end of uh, the credits when you watch a movie, that star thing, IATSC, International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. Okay, and I knew they had a local in New Hampshire, so I, I signed up. They kind of tested me to see if I would, you know, be good with light, sound, you know, a grip or whatever. Yes. And just tested my skill set just a little bit. It was obvious that I had the skill, so they signed me and paid my dues. And uh, one of the locals in Massachusetts, um, they're running out of guys to do big shows that yes. came in the area, so they're looking for. Uh, volunteers, uh, workers from other locals. Volunteers. So yes. the Rolling Stones are coming to town to Foxborough, Massachusetts, and uh, it was a Don Law production. Mm -hmm. And he needed some guys, whether union or non union, didn't matter him. Mm -hmm. And uh, the word came to me. I forget how that happened, but you know, it wasn't like Don Law called me. It was some okay. the production company down there asked, you know, what locals around that might have available talent. So, so how did you become Keith's best friend? So. Make a long story short, after doing uh, Steel Wheels in 1989, mm. uh, it's going towards the end of the setup where we're almost done. The stage is up, all the stuff's up, and we're loading in the instruments. And guy come, the guy in the truck says, okay, Juan, these are, uh, uh, here you go, these are two of Keith Richards' guitars. You want to take them to stage left to the guitar tech. Mm. Get his guitar tech's name, doesn't matter. Go ahead. I said, these is Keith Richards' guitars? Oh, my God. So yeah, I like, walked him back there, and I knew the stones were coming in ahead. shortly. Yes. But I did not meet Keith Richards in the flesh. <laughs> I did not meet him. I'd like to say that I did. Go ahead. Embellish the story, but That's I did okay. not. Did you lick them? Did you lick his guitar, though? <laughs> I did not wash my hands <laughs> for a week. He didn't the answer the question. I was there. Okay. Doing the show, the setup took about a week. Okay. That I believe that was a huge tour. Next, to, hopefully so, the next so. question isn't about hot, is it? Because that will be even. <laughs> uh, next, oh, please, Susan, please, Susan. All righty. Can you tell us a fun fact or story about your time in the service? Uh, yeah, I got a fun fact. <laughs> Four years of fun uh, facts. I'm I, I've been fortunate in my service career being in the United States Navy, serving my country from 1968 through 1973. Uh, one, of my, uh, one of my career moves was uh, being an electronics technician where I learned my trade. I was a year and a half, I was in uh, electronics school up in Great Lakes, Illinois. So I was sent to a duty station that was fun, Virginia Beach, out of my own apartment, mm, Virginia bought Beach. a Mustang. Yes, it's the, 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 I was the playground out. of college girls on the East Coast. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's right. the first. Driving right. home almost every weekend up by 95. If that wasn't good enough, having that duty, uh, I was sent to um, uh, Connecticut, uh, Rhode Island. Newport, Newport, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. And I didn't even know they had a Navy base in Newport, Rhode Island. Newport, home of all the mansions, home of the Folk and Jazz Festival. 1% of the 1%. It's about a three-hour ride from my house. 
This is well, the Vietnam War is raging. This is what he's the up Vietnam War is raging. Uh, we I lost uh, four or five of my mates from high school uh, in Vietnam, sadly. Okay. And, uh, what do you suck in the energy out of the room? It was kind of winding down. In the go ahead, early. go ahead. What? But 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 you have to get to the good part but, now. But the good part is that I'm in Newport, Rhode Island. These are my new new orders, and they didn't know what they were going to do with me. They said, "Well." You've been assigned to a ship. I said, a ship? Great. Where is it? Well, it's still in the Mediterranean. It's uh, coming back, but it's taking a sweet time coming back. It won't be back for like another month or two. So, uh, so what do I do then? And I'm worried, like, I'm not going to be swabbing decks or something or cleaning things. Just said, you know what? You're an ET, you know, electronics technician. We got a, good, we got a, a plan for you. How would you like to work in the motion picture projection studio where we do two things we loan out all the movies to the fleet <clears throat> but in the meantime excuse me he's crying folks he's has in a terrible in the meantime we have to make sure all these movies are in good shape Go before we issue them out yes we have to check them for splices and things like that so i'm in a studio running every piece of film you know each movie comes in like a 20 20 in um, 20 minute reels so it takes a few of them for a two-hour movie and I run them through this machine that stops at every splice you have a chance of looking at that splice recording it if it if it looks like the splice is in good shape you move on if you have to redo the splice you have to re-glue it and when I'm done with that we're free to just watch movies we had this like this mini theater wow wow, with about wow. i don't know 10 seats in it 10 movie seats i don't know where they got these movie seats from and if there's any projectors that need to be worked on i worked on some but other than that i'm watching movies and then okay here's some movies that just came in from a, a ship let's check those out so there's like three of us working there doing this Three of them. more movies and then watch some more movies well listen till, uh, it sounds like me and at four o'clock in the afternoon but it sounds like me in film <laughs> school my country it sounds like me in film school watching movies all day and passing out at four in the <laughs> yeah, afternoon exactly. I mean, it, it, you know what's the yeah, difference in me i was punching holes in the ocean looking for comments. yeah no i i feel <laughs> bad for switchy because switchy was under the north pole for so many years so uh, we should probably Crazy. go on to the next one please not Susan. really the north pole but i was uh, punched a lot of holes in the ocean there you go i bet you did <laughs> susan please Next. This is 10 questions everyone's want to ask one one, allegedly. Okay. I'm going to move them out of order here. So okay. I just went into that topic there. Yes. So first of all, I would like to thank Juan Juan and all of you uh, for your service. I've always admired everyone who serves or has served our country. It's such an honorable, selfless decision to dedicate yourself to represent and protect our country. No, you're welcome. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, Juan Juan, is it true that you were torn between going to film school or joining the military? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that uh, I being in the military was going to be so easy. That was a way out. Oh, really? Yeah, easy. I was kind of, huh. I was kind of sweating. I, I was, I was actually in Northeastern University in 1967 in a double E program, electrical engineering, and I was just barely making it, just barely getting by, and I'm going, mm. I don't know, this isn't for me. Problem was, if I was transferring to another school, I lost my 2S deferment because I wouldn't graduate with my original class. Yes, yes, yes. So boom, there goes your 2S deferment, and now you're subject to the draft. This was in 1968. Not a good year. Next stop is Vietnam. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, so no, I'm I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, 
nip it in the bud right now and enlist in the United States Navy. Wow. Okay. And it was uh, and easy peasy. They, they put me on the 90-day delay program so I could uh, finish out the summer and I didn't have to report in, yes. to the uh, Boston Naval Shipyard until October. Wow. See? And then, uh, uh, so it all turned out well, right? The Vietnam War so ended they, later. They sent me to boot camp. Boot camp was easy. And, that was uh, it. <laughs> oh, here's the funny thing about boot camp. Boot camp was only a couple of months. Who's ever out. said boot camp is easy? Ever. Have you ever heard boot that sentence? Boot camp was not, easy. Not for this The kid. only thing that was uh, uh, an annoyance factor to naval boot campers was uh, firefighting school. Yes. It was a one-day yeah. exercise of going into a... Uh, a building yeah. that would be intentionally set up. It was like a concrete yeah, bunker. But, but you get out of that. Intentionally set on like an oil fire. You have to go in, uh, wear your wear your mask, but you got to clear your mask while you're in the building. Yes. That you can uh, walk around in there. It's dark. It's yeah. Let me ask you something though. Can I ask smoky. you something? Can I just interrupt you for? Didn't you yeah. like intentionally knock yourself out and missed? What happened was the night <laughs> before firefighting school, <laughs> and I, I, I slept in an upper bunk. I fell out of my bunk. <laughs> I guess I had a bad dream. I fell out of my bunk. They found me the next morning with my head up against the, the bottom locker, unconscious. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> you would think wow. that falling out of the out of the bunk would wake you up? Yeah, it didn't. No, yeah, it just put your butt to sleep. Okay, that's good. What, what, Susan, just say, what, what so, about? Did you, I didn't did have you to go to firefighting school. There you go. I, so don't, I figured, uh oh, they're going to set me back a week. And don't light any matches around school. there. Did you do that's the tear gas thing? Did you get the tear gas school? Did you go to? No, no, I mean, no, the, I didn't go to any of that. Room with the tear gas? No, oh, God. no, I missed all of that. He'd like that I'm, too. I'm watching TV the rest of the day, and all these guys are coming back coughing and wicked and dying. <laughs> what is the? We should go to the racetrack. Smoking <laughs> up the recreation room, you know. And, Susan, please. Jesus, I wish you guys would get out of here so I could watch TV. You guys think? <laughs> and I didn't have to. Probably watching soap operas. Back to repeat it. Unbelievable. Normally, when you when shit like that happens, you get sent back, and you you know, you. you, you your completion of boot camp might Ra be delayed. Raven, Raven, do you think any less now of Juan Juan now that you know <laughs> what he really did in the service? Um, not any less, no. <laughs> do you think any more? <laughs> any more. Level, right? I didn't need the firefighting training. You know why? Because when I did finally get on that ship, the USS Vogue had destroyer escort in Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> yes. And I would, you know, appear on the ship, you know, Maybe once a week I'd show up on the ship doing wow. something. Go ahead. When they had bat when they we had these ops and uh out at the in the, the bay. My battle stations was E T shop. So I didn't have to move. I just had oh, to put on my headphones Susan, and sign please. in. Everybody else was running around all over the He's place. The, listen to the MTV. Uh, but please, Susan, next. My battle station was the E T shop. <laughs> next, Susan, please, please. All right, next Susan. question. Juan Juan, could you tell us one thing we don't already know about you, please? Not that you already haven't. Uh oh, but yes. <laughs> one thing I, you don't already know? To our show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I can come back I, to I that. Honestly, I honestly, that's that's a that's a, I don't know. I can't even think of anything that would be. That's uh, okay. Okay. Worth worthwhile revealing, or there would be. Uh, he loves hedgehogs. Unedited. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Then. Okay. Next question. Okay. Then save some money. Okay. If you could add anyone to Mount Rushmore, the Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Oh well, that's an easy one. Taylor Swift. Oh. No. <laughs> it'd be. Uh, it would be Keith Richards, my hero. Keith Richards. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So many reasons. One being he's a he's an excellent rock and roller, excellent guitarist, 
loves the blues, loves the gigs, <laughs> loves life, and lives it to the fullest. There you go. That he does. Of, uh, any kind of dangers you might have encountered along the way. Married to a beautiful wife, has a beautiful uh, bunch of kids. And, you know, he's got it going on. And he lives in Connecticut. His, and he lives in Connecticut. How cool is that? And he has the likeness would be perfect up there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, please, yeah. Susan. Ten questions. Okay. Everyone's always one left. Two left, Wani. All right. So, one, one. If you had to choose one, would you rather join Metallica or the Backstreet Boys? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent well, question. Given those two choices, I'd have to choose Metallica. Really? Yeah. Because at least uh, my hearing, such as it is, uh, it wouldn't be a problem for me. I could listen to that stuff all day really? long. Really? You want to be in a band with those assholes? Those guys, <laughs> man, have. Fish. Those I guys know. are just drama queens. I'm sorry. I know they make a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of people like them, but why we? Uh, next, please. I thought sure he'd say the Backstreet Boys, but, you know. All right, so number 10, if I number counted 10. correctly. So this is the last one, Wani. One, one, is it true that you moved your you and your wife all the way to England just to get out of paying your bar tab at the Starbucks <laughs> Valley? <laughs> that, that's a filthy rumor. That's not really true. That is uh, an unfounded rumor. I've paid my bar tabs. If Mac hasn't usually paid it, I'd chip in a few dollars there towards the... Uh, can I it's like a care package, and, you know, or maybe some of the, the, the women we have met along the way would pick up the bar tab for us. Okay, why don't we give uh, Susan a round of applause now and stop him from digging the hole he was getting himself into? <laughs> Thank you, Susan. You're going to hang around with us, right, Susan? You're going to hang around? I would love to. Thank you. Well done, Susan, I must say. Right. Raven, very yeah. well done. Raven, what do you think of that? Bit? Um, I learned a lot more about one one tonight. <laughs> I learned more. He likes to pass out often and wake up and forget what he was doing. Okay. Mm. Whatever he said, we might have to cut it out, but we'll see. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Back Lonely's Mill Tracks, show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Ong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous One One. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
Welcome back, everyone, to Macaroni's Milk Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni Wallet, a show we have for you tonight. So far, hey, let me introduce the members of the posse. Girls, you have to be already ready, already fanned. Well, already, uh, you know what I mean, misted. You've used a squeegee in your lube because the very famous Juan Juan is here. You might have run out by now, but you here, could you, be. here we are. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show. Okay. How's things over in England? Still sucks? Uh, well, we got the king, all right? Oh, oh that's we, right. Yeah, yeah. Watch the coronation. I watched every did. minute of it. We got yep. this new king, King Charles. Yeah. Yep. Good. Wow, good luck over there, man, because he's a freaking dope. Come on, let's just come out and say it. Well, Carmel, yeah, yeah. yeah. Carmel is is even worse, man. You know, let's get those new get the, get the Charles and his and his kind of cute wife in there, and let's see what happens. See, you know? King Charles is just a yeah. placeholder. Yeah, but for how long? The, the oh, old he, lady lived this year. Yeah, like, he's he's not going to make it that long. We have a lot of fans in England. that we didn't. Anyway, uh, no Coco tonight. Uh, he's out saving the planet. But uh, Switchblade Steve Waters with us, our national correspondent down there in uh, West Virginia. Great to be here. Is it? <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. And how are your cats? Uh, they're pretty good. I got are one they? right. Well, let's see. I got one right here. Oh. <laughs> it's, yeah. Oh, that's a dog. Okay. You're good. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Good to hear there, Switchy. Uh, also with us, oh, in the studio with us is Uncle Al. Sorry. Hey, man. It's, only, it's, just, it's supposed to be only once, once a, a show, but Uncle Al, Kitty's pal, UFO, Mama Cat, Gal, Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Okay. And my cats are doing fine, too. By cats way. are doing fine. All the cats are checking in. Okay. Uh, thank you. And also with us is uh, Raven up there inside. Where's the young Raven? How are you tonight? <laughs> She's going to kill us for this. <laughs> this will be bad. Uh, Raven, we really like your look tonight. Your bangs look really good tonight, if I can say that. Thank you. One going tonight. Well, well anyway. Right. Perfect transition. Here you go. Also with us is super fan Susan K. Susan, how are you? Hi. Down in North Carolina. I'm doing awesome. Thanks. Okay. Like we Thank thought that was a cat at first. Good thing. It's a dog, right? What kind of dog is it? Yeah. So it's a rescue. It's a dachshund. Um, Hot dog. Yeah. I can't think of those little terriers that run around with people that ride husses. Oh, like Jack um, Russell's and those? Yeah, Jack Russell's and those? Um, Jack uh, Russell's terrier, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank okay. You. Wow, what a combination, huh? Mm, it is. Yeah. He's a Heinz 57. There you go. Yeah. I can see the Jack Russell there, and the body is definitely Dachshund. Yeah, Jack well, Russell. Well, he's brindle, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> storming, so he's freaking out. Oh, no. Uh, also joining us, um, he's probably thinking why right now. Is Justin Benvenu? How's that, Justin? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you say it? So we have a hard time on last names here, as you can. Benvenu. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And uh, that means uh, what? Good morning in French or something? Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Nice. Nice last name. That's cool. So you're you're in Massachusetts somewhere, right? Yes. Okay. And you're an aspiring. You're a horror writer. You've been a horror writer for ten years. Is that right? Yeah, a little over 10 years. Okay, all right. And then you're also uh, interested in UFOs and everything else we are, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, so so um, let's get to the horror first, if you don't mind, all right? Not at all. Okay, so what did you, um, you know, when did you be, so define horror for us first. Um, well, I mean, horror is, you know, the things that scare us, the, the stuff that we tend to not, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to watch it, we don't want to read it, but at the same time we do because... It's gory. Mm-hmm. It's intense. It drives up our scare and fear mm-hmm. levels, and we love it. 
Mm-hmm. Is it because so I'm not a real big, big fan of horror movies? I like old, scary movies, monster movies, and stuff like that. But like the the the, the um, they call it, uh, and Raven on her show calls it like the flash, uh, the you know the flash scare or something like that. There's a word for it. Flasher. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, 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 right. When when they want you to jump and stuff like that. Jump scare, jump scare. I don't like that, and I also don't like when it's like really, really bloody. I saw the the original Last House on the Left years ago. It was just, it was really bad, really bad, you know, really graphic. That turned me off to all those movies. But what do you like about them? So, funny story. I actually I've been actually watching. Uh, I've been binge watching Eli Roth's History of Horror. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of different types of uh, tropes of horror that they've been showing. And I recently found out that I do not like and I'm not a fan of body horror. What because body a lot horror? of the films are just right there in your face. Yes. Like, you think you know what you're going to get and then you it's get... that and then some. Yeah, yeah. And they show they were talking about The Thing with uh, Kurt Russell. And oh, I was yeah. like, I've never seen that. And the remake of John Carpenter's The Thing. thing. It's yeah. just right. gory be- yes. beyond. But, but but do you think that's good? See the the original thing, which we've talked about a lot in the you know the it happened in the early fifties, is a really very very suspenseful movie. Right. But there's no gore in it. There's nothing in mm-hmm. it. I mean, they cook them at the end, and that really is, you know, the the, the most blood in. It. But it's a very suspenseful movie. I can remember watching it as a kid, and here comes the monster down the hallway. They're waiting to electrocute him. It's great. So yeah. so what's the difference between the tension? And then the gore, you know, the gore is just more satisfying quickly, more quickly satisfying to some so people. I think, I think like, like, like you mentioned, the early horror films, it's like they're not going to show you a lot, but mm-hmm. that's what makes it good is the buildup. Yes. Like, for instance, in The Bride of Frankenstein, we only see the bride for like the last five minutes of the film. Cool. Yes. So yes. like, so then with the, like the gore factor, it's kind of like maybe they realize as the years passed on, now it's like, okay, we want to scare people, mm-hmm. but we really want to scare people and yeah, show yes. them why they're going to get scared. Yes. Whereas yes. just kind of like, what am I going to, what am I going to expect? It's, uh, you know, I've said it a, a number of times. It's like in Psycho, you know, the famous stabbing in the shower scene. You think you're watching a woman getting stabbed, but you never see the woman being stabbed. You see the knife, you see her screaming, you see the blood going down, you see the shower curtain fall, everything but her being stabbed. And and it's better than not well, better. It's your imagination. Yeah, it's your imagination. It's 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 a little more. Um, I don't know what the word is. Not seeing her being stabbed. You know. I mean, it leaves a little bit to the imagination as bad as it right. could be. You know. So the special effects in your head can be way better than. Uh, yes. Right. Lucas, uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Yeah. Yes. Right. I agree. Sometimes. So, what's your favorite? What's your favorite uh, horror movie? Just The Shining. Oh, I hate that movie, man. That movie sucks. I didn't get it. You didn't get it either, right, Susan? No, 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 I don't no. Get it. I don't get it either, man. I, can I can I list it? I'm glad. All right, list it number one, and then we then you can give the five reasons you like it. Okay, here's the five reasons I don't like it. Number one, Jack Nicholson overacting, eating the scenery. <laughs> it's crazy, man. It's nuts. He's supposed to be crazy, but he's not supposed to be crazy. All right, he's supposed to be. They should have given that to someone who you didn't know, because every second he's on the screen, it's Jack. It's Jack, and he wants you right. to know it. Okay, and he had lived it and all that shit. Number two, all right, Stanley Kubrick. <clears throat> Raven might not have told you this, but I went to film school, MSN Film School. <laughs> I wrote my dissertation on Stanley Kubrick. 
Okay, and then he directs that piece of crap. I mean, come on, that and eyes wide shut. Very disappointing. Number three, they I don't like do the, the favorite. The, the, everyone's favorite scene. I didn't read the movie, but I, I didn't read the book. But I know Switchy did. And everyone's favorite scene is like what happens at the end in the uh, in the hedges or something, right? Switchy, right? And they left it the out of the hedge animals, right? The hedge animals, yeah. That's what everyone. And then I get two more, but you know, it's only a two-hour show. So listen. So why? What? what you know. But and also, I, I got to add one. Right. It's the, the hedge animals were not there. That's a bummer. But Number also, four. Four. I think it's Scatman Crothers plays the they the guy him. that sure. uh, tells tells the kid early on what what he's got the shining. Yes. He's got this. And anyway, he's such an important character in the book, and in the movie, he gets all the way down there. And then Kubrick kills him. Kills him. He, he, he killed him in real life. Him. He died like you know weeks later because Kubrick. And, and Kubrick was nuts, you know. And he, you know, he only had like one line, Scatman, and he did it 110 times. It was it was unnecessary, but that's just the way he worked. But Justin, to you, so tell me where I'm wrong. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I I like it because it's kind of like we just had mentioned. It's a slow. It's kind of a slow build, despite. Jack's eccentricness <laughs> constantly, but it's a slow build, and you don't really get that the creepiness. You don't really get you don't see anything until like halfway through. Yeah, and I like the aesthetic of the the hotel itself. Okay, and I like the the paranormal aspects. So, yeah, seeing the two little kids, the the twins in the hallway, and the kid on the bike is scary. There's there's no doubt about that. That you know that's creepy. That's creepy. But go on. Um. Probably one of my favorite scenes, but at the same time, it's a scene that terrifies me. Is room two thirty seven? The woman in the bathtub. The woman in the bathtub. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. Gets me every time. No matter how many times I've seen the movie, it just yeah, yeah, gets yeah. Me every, gets yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I could see it, but do you agree that Jack overacts? Um. Yeah, I mean, because that's how we, that's how we know Jack and Nicholson. Yeah, yeah Jack, but what's, Jack in every but movie. What's the point? Yeah, I know, but he's well, always Jack also, or bad Jack. I would say that I had heard somewhere that Stephen King's other two choices were Robin Williams and John Voight. Wow. So knowing that, doesn't mm. kind of sort of make Jack Nicholson seem more. Susan, fun. Susan's yeah. raising her hand. Go ahead, Susan. Um. So I thought he was going to say it when he. Uh, so I heard it was supposed to be Robert De Niro. He, I think that he would have been a little more you know, subtler. I think he would have underplayed it a little more, you know? Because the guy is supposed to be nuts. There's, 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 oh, it would be great if we talked the whole show about this because I hate this movie. <laughs> he's, he's shown to be so nuts that he's sitting there. He's supposed to be writing a novel. Okay, ha-ha, the novelist is nuts, right? But he's just typing one line. What was it? Yeah, Jack is a poor oh, boy. He's bored. All, fu- all, f- all, all fun and no games. No all fun, yeah, yeah. All work and no play. Yeah. Yeah, and he's written it a million times, and you know, so that's to show us that he's really naughty. And I agree, it's a long build-up to it, okay? But it's like too long. Did you ever see Barry Lyndon by, um, yeah. by uh, what's his name? Did you ever see that? That's actually a good movie, but it's like about three and a half hours long. It's like way, way, right. way long, you know? Uh, Justin, did you ever see Eyes Wide Shut? I have not. Oh, you can see it and no. come back on the show. It's one of the, and it is so disappointing. It's like it's the weird. Beatles coming out with a shitty single before they no. retire. Dude. It was awful, awful. One one likes it. He thinks it's about swinging, but I don't. You know, they, they, you, you I like it because it was good. Nicole Kidman, uh, Tom Cruise, uh, um, theatrics. Didn't, didn't Kubrick do um, uh, Clockwork Orange? He did Clockwork yes, he did. Orange. Is a very. Uh, 
violent film for the 70s. And, and it was very kind of like a look into the future. Wow, what yeah, the that future was might very, be. it was banned in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah. it was, uh, yeah. And he did um, Dr. Strangelove. Did you ever see that, Justin? Oh, yeah. Oh, you got to see that, 2001. That's worth seeing. In 2001. That's what I did my dissertation on was 2001. That's news. You know, and you had to kind of figure out what it meant at the end and and all that. I just typed it up. But Dr. Strangelove is his best movie. It's by far his best movie because it shows you, without shoving in your face, the uh, absurdity of war. So, anyway, all right, so The Shining. So, what else? Throw out another movie that we can uh, jump on you for. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, before before he does that, okay. I was oh, just I, I, I was just talking to Mac before the show started. You're talking said, to Mac, who went to film school, okay. Uh, before the show, I was when, I was I'm right. a member of IATSE. Hey, I was okay. a graduate student there. Of, uh, That's yeah. right. He's a graduate. We used to order you guys around. No, not really. Go ahead. What school was it? Emerson College. They now Emerson. run Hollywood. Yeah, they Justin run Hollywood. Like, is, right? Yeah, you're in right. Boston. Yeah. No, I had I was. Yeah. When well, we got when we got into the office into the uh, studio tonight, I was talking to Mac about this is the 50th anniversary of The Exorcist. Yeah. Now, if you're going to talk about horror or influential horror, The Exorcist for its day kind of started was the one you know with the modern effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a lot of the, that I know people that seriously were are still not right. Which you look at it today and you say, well, you know, it's fairly tame compared to a lot of the stuff that's so in your face. But the concept of the, the relatively, at the time, new special effects, the concept of the child yes, yeah, being the one who's kid, being right? put upon, not the adult. Raven. And uh, I know this is one of Raven's favorite movies. Raven, The Exorcist is 50 years old. Did you realize that? I didn't realize what? it was that old. Oh my god! Well, and the other thing about it was well, the, you, the you know the, the good against evil. Yeah, yeah. You know the Catholics, right. God and the yeah. devil. That yeah. just freaked out a lot of people. And in Boston, they actually the Catholic Church banned it in Boston. You can't get better publicity than that. Banned so, in Boston, right. baby. You know, yeah. whenever whenever I think back to horror, I mean, I love early horror. I love you know the original Dracula, Frankenstein. Yes. I like that. Um, all you know, even the bad horror. Coming into the you know fifties, forties, fifties, um, you know, with all the, the the crazy radioactive stuff, I still you know yeah. as bad as that can be, I still enjoy it. Yeah, I watch it all the time, man. I but, love that kind of. You know, movie. I remember walking in to see The Exorcist as a kid, and walking into the you know we we ended up in the second row of the the theater because there were no other seats. Go ahead. And I had no idea what the movie was about. I just knew the. The church didn't like it, so I said, well, I'm going to go see That's it. That's for The Exorcist? Yeah. Did you get hit by the green pea soup? Well, you know, we, we, we were... We were so trashed when we went in. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I got God's honest truth. The, like route, the, the, the Route Three Cinema in Chelmsford, let's, Mass. Let's get high oh, and yeah. go see the Exorcist. There are probably still, if the seats are still original to yep. that place, there are probably still hand marks <laughs> on the second row okay. seats from me digging. Because every time they went up the stairs to see that kid, I'm like, don't do don't it. Don't, don't it. walk up the stairs. And okay. and like I said, the, the, the guy I went in there with, yes. I don't think he slept with the lights off for probably another 10 years. Really? Because yeah, huh? it just messed him up yeah, so man. bad. So, well, I, I mean, I saw it. I went home and nailed my bed to the floor. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. You know what happened to her? Remember, who's the, who's the actress? Linda Blair. She went on to marry Rick James. 
Remember Ray really? James? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. hung out with Mark Pareto on WBCN. Oh, really? Yeah. For a long yeah. time. Uh, she turned into a good-looking girl. Uh, she was barking up the wrong tree with Mark. But that's well, another yeah. show. Let's listen. Let's go to so, back to Justin. So and Justin, I'm, what do you think of The Exorcist? Yeah. Talk, talk to me. Exorcist. He's never seen it. I've seen The Exorcist. Oh, you seen it? Oh, okay. Give sure. us your review. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I think it's um, it's, one, it's like you said, it's one of those classic films. First time you see it, you're just kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, what, what happened? What what happened? Mm. And it's like also it's one of those movies that like the more you watch it, the, the more you, like you take maybe like little different things that you didn't see mm-hmm. the last time yeah. you'd seen it. Yeah, yeah. But we talked about it so much, like it's crazy. Yeah. But that 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 to me, you know, when you when you watch a movie two or three times and you're and you're still picking up kind of little nuances or whatever, to me that's like a really good movie. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's it's more than just the first uh, you know kind of pass, you know, and that and I think that kind of makes it kind of like a a vintage movie or, or something that people are going to watch. You know, people are watching Psycho now, but they're not watching the remake of Psycho now. Right, you, you you go to the to the original. So so um, we're talking to Justin Benvenu, a horror writer, also a UFO enthusiast, and uh, also with us is Susan K, super fan. Susan, you enjoying yourself tonight? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. Wow, you sound like Raven. Raven is with <laughs> us tonight. Raven, are you enjoying yourself, Raven? Yes, friends. I'm having the best night of my life. Wow. Okay. All right. I'd ask everyone else, but I know they're having a good time. So, so, um, what, what, what's the latest horror movie, Justin, that you, you know, that you've liked? I know that um, Raven is big on, you know, horror movies, um, contemporary horror movies. But you know, what sticks out in your mind as like a really good movie? Let's say in the past five years, horror movie. Um, I don't know if it's been made in the last five years, but I like the movie uh, Crimson Peak. Mm. It's I don't I don't know if they consider it like a horror, but maybe it's like a like a paranormal suspense thriller, if you will. Okay. What was the name of it again? Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. Crimson Peak. Mm. Is it a movie or like a Netflix series? It's a movie. It's okay. it's kind of like a subtle ghost story. Mm-hmm. Why do you like it? Uh, I like it because again, it's got that nice slow build. It's got, it's got a mystery effect in it, and it's just the. Uh, um, it was directed by Gilmero del Toro, so oh, I'm that guy, yeah, his too. So yeah, so Tom like Hiddleston it. maybe is that who's in it? The guy that was Loki. Yep, Tom Hiddleston. Mm. Okay, he's the guy who directed Birdman, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's it. With um, that's a really interesting movie with Michael uh, Keaton. Michael Keaton. He, he plays like an old Broadway star who may or may not be able to fly and stuff. It's really, really, that's a movie that I watched and I was thinking about it two or three weeks later, you know. Um, just a good movie. So he's an interesting director. That's good. You know, is that a late, is that, how long, when was that movie, when did it come out? Uh, I'm not sure. I want to say like 2018, 2019. Oh, okay, yeah. 2015. Yeah. 2015. Okay. Yeah. Del, Del Toro did uh, Pacific Rim too. Did he really? Yeah, I yeah, saw I that. Mean, I liked, yeah, I liked it. I kind of liked it. I mean, I thought it was... was the Transformers or something? Well, yeah, they were the big robot things. The big robots, They yeah. were, um, what do they call them? Transformers. No. Kaiju. 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 They were, right. yeah, and even Ron Perlman was in it. I mean, just cracked They're picking up. up a paycheck. I mean, you can't uh, blame them, you know? So listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now, and uh, we'll continue the discussion. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Now show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. 
We'll be right back. Please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops build and donate specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Everyone to Mac Maloney's Gnome Traction Show here in the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. Let me introduce quickly uh, co conspirators. Girls, he's here across the puddle. One, one, one. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Have a good time so far. What's that uh, town? What's, where are you in England in case girls want to look you up? On Limington. Facebook. Limington. Mm-hmm. It's the south co- southeast coast. Mm-hmm. Which I can one? see the Isle of Wight from my house. Wow, wow. Okay, good for you. I always say that. Okay. I still have the over-under that you... I can see Russia from my house, but I can see (laughs) the Isle of Wight from my house. I still have the over-under for you coming back by December 1st. Is that going to (laughs) happen? Let's move on. Well, I was struggling to get my visa. Oh, that's uh, right. That's getting resolved. Technically, they could throw me out of the country. Really? Yeah? Oh, so there's hope. You can't be just hanging out. Worst things could happen, right? There's hope for me. Okay. Uh, no Coco tonight. He's all flying around somewhere. Uh, but uh, Switchblade Steve Ward is with us, our national correspondent, Switchy. Great to be here tonight. Okay. We have to get back to you, okay, in a second. Okay. Let me introduce uh, Aronaldo, UFO mechanic, in the house. Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Also, the getaway car. <laughs> um, and uh, our, I'm saving, well, our uh, super fan, Susan Kay, is with us down there in North Carolina. Susan. Hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. Happy to be here. Do you still like us? I love you guys you more sure? than you know. Really? Okay. More than and we Max know. And Mac's favorite. Sorry, Lois. Wow, Mac. Wow, Mac. Wow. Okay. Mac, All right. You hound you. Well, oh, boy. <laughs> guilty. <laughs> still listen. Lois has competition. No. <laughs> Let's move on, please. That, that turkey vulture, you know, he's got yeah, something yeah, yeah. here. Yeah. I took that as a sign. <laughs> a turkey vulture dropped in in our yard the other day. Not dropped dead, but he, he dropped out of the sky. And they're big, man. They're huge. Anyway, uh, also with us up there in uh, Sideways and Yard is a good, uh, good friend, good witch. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you tonight? I'm so happy to be here. Okay. You got dolled up for us tonight. Oh, yeah. I got my heels on and everything. <laughs> okay. And the cat's right. there, too. I'm looking to you for a translation. And the cat's there, too. Oh, I see. Okay. All right. No, wow. no. He heels on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Also joining us <coughs> is uh, Justin Benvenue. How's that, Justin? Benvenue? Bienvenue. 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 
Um, yeah, okay. And uh, you are uh, in Massachusetts, fellow Massachusetts, fellow masshole, as they call us. Um, <laughs> you're a horror uh, writer, interested in UFOs. We're talking about horror movies. We just kind of got into horror movies. Everyone likes horror movies, okay? What do you, what do you think of monster movies like go, uh, like King Kong, Godzilla, things like that? Do you like them? Uh, I'm absolutely a fan of uh, monster movies. Um, Godzilla, my mom loves Godzilla. Mm. So anytime that's on, she'll throw that on. King it, Kong. Yep, King Kong. Um, yep. Yeah. The giant. I think tarantula. Or oh yeah, those are great. Yeah, yeah. The giant. Those. Those. They're all just so like they're so corny, but that's what makes them great. Yeah, they're, yes. They're so bad. They're good. So exactly. uh, I was a I was a big fan of the Kraken. The Kraken. Oh, with yeah. Hamlin. What Release was it? Called? The Kraken. Of the Titans. Uh, the gods. What was it? The, the Titans. The original. Oh there yeah, you go. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. The original. Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, yeah right, right, yeah. right. We talk about Ray Harryhausen a lot on the show. Yeah. The yeah. Kraken was a mean son of a gun. He was a guy. Who's who, the Kraken? He he was a guy who, um, you know, was extraordinarily patient, I guess, because he did stop action sequences for many movies. Jason and the Argonauts. He has like a Sinbad. nine nine minute. You know, um, duel with skeletons. It's crazy. Sinbad the Sailor, uh, the um, the six the, the six armed octopus. Instead of having eight arms, they only had it, money. It came from beneath the it sea. It came from beneath the sea. Great movie. And the Beast from Twenty Thousand. Yeah, be, yes. yeah, yeah. Just and, and if you watch it, and did he do uh, Earth versus Flying Saucers too? Yep. Yep. And Twenty Million Miles to Earth. Yeah, yeah. Which is another great movie. And and um, the monster in that is kind of cool, but but like like Justin said, they're corny, but they're great. That's what makes them great because it's like there's no pretenses of it. You know what I mean? It's just like, wow, there's a nine minute sword fight with skeletons, and it's unbelievable when you think this guy, they would move all the skeletons just a little bit, take a frame. Just we made dirty movies with Bobby dolls when we were in college doing the same thing. Okay? It takes so long. It takes so long. You would not believe it, and I can't believe that 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 he had the patience because if you screw up one thing, you got to go back and do the whole thing over again. Okay? So was Ken frustrated? Ken was frustrated. <laughs> Ken, Ken, you know, Ken was he not because he wasn't anatomically correct. He was not in anatomically correct. Right? He was that frustrated around the all the. All the Bobby dolls, as it turns out. Well, once again, another show. Right. Another thing, Mac, is the, the uh, Bernard Herrmann did many of those music scores, mm -hmm. and his uh, his scoring for that kind of film and other and science fiction films like Day of the Earthsters still oh. was always just flawless. I mean, mm -hmm. that really really added to the uh, the movie. It was right. a theremin. A theremin was a theremin. it? Was that the name of the the, the, the instrument? Yeah, yeah no. for, that was for the Day of the Earthsters. Yes, yeah. unbelievable. One of my favorite movies. Good vibrations. Of all times by the Beatles. I mean, by the Beach Boys. But see, that's the that's the difference now is that these days, and I know they made the Earth the Day of the Earth should still twice. Oh, yeah. Reeves. Oh, oh. But but if you made a movie similar to that now. It wouldn't be Bernard Herman music. It would be, you know, ACDC or something. You know what I mean? It would be like, yeah. it'd be in your face. It'd be crazy. And um, what's a, a, David a, Bowie's a, Starman? A, 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 um, Raven. What do you call it in a scary movie when, it, you know, it's like a shock scare? Well, you, you, you mentioned it a lot on your show. Where it's like, like a jump scare. A jump scare. That's it. A jump scare. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's it, jump scares. You'd have like two or three good jump scares in horror movies way back when, 
Now there's like 20 of them. You know what I mean? It, 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 it kind of reduces your, um, you know, the fact that you're, I don't know, scared or whatever, the yeah. more that you see them. All right. Uh, Justin, how about Alien? Alien. We can bring aliens into the show. Like the movie? Yes. Um, I've seen it a few times. Again, it's I would say it's kind of like on that verge of like body horror. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a classic, so... Yes. I, yeah, I like it, yeah. Susan, like you said, also, because it's, it's, it's happens in space, too. And right. the uh, classic hook in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. Susan, is that a favorite movie of yours, Alien? I like it. It was... Um... To me, like one of the first of its kind, and it was very, I mm. think it was very well done. Yeah. I saw it the first day it came out in the theater in an urban neighborhood in Boston. Okay. An All urban right. neighborhood with it's, Dorchester. It's the, okay. It was the funniest freaking thing in the world. I'm telling you. I mean, that's, I'll just leave it there. But it was hilarious, but scary too. Very, very scary. And we got high before we went in, you know, as you guys were talking. And at one point, when you know what comes out of that guy's stomach, it was like, oh my God, this was a bad idea. But a good movie, but a good movie, you know what I mean? But a good movie, but, but really structurally good. And Sigourney Weaver, whose father started NBC 20 you know, years before, is really good. She's like the first female actress who really carried one a big big movie you know mm-hmm. she's really good at it. and then they made like 15 yeah. sequels but th- that first alien is it kind of has it all if that's what you're in for but just you know don't get high okay. when, if you- <clears throat> when i was watching um actually when i was watching history of horror they brought up alien and they had said that a lot of people thought that um whoever one of the male actors was they thought he was the main protagonist so when he gets killed off in the vent John, uh, it focuses it focuses on yeah, I think like so. a BM, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And we now realize, like, oh, she's going to be the person we're rooting for for the rest of the movie. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah. so that movie was in, that was a while ago. So, you know, I mean, that was kind of groundbreaking in a way, you know? 1979. Yeah. Was it 79? Oh, oh my goodness. I, oh, I, I have three real, real fast, ahead. three Go ahead. really kind of messed up movies horror. that are kind of horror, Go. but they're messed up. Go. One would be called Thanks Killing. <laughs> Thanks, killing. Okay, with, that, yeah. with the turkey. What was that about? <laughs> right, it's a it's, it's a possessed turkey. It's it's a bad movie, but <laughs> it is funny at points. Okay? okay, and because the turkey that they use, like the special effect turkey, is so bad <laughs> that it's like that. it's hysterical. Okay, go right. ahead. It's then, like you filmed it on your Nokia phone right. twenty years ago. The next Pretty one would be uh, a movie. It's fairly recent, called Benny Loves You. Oh yeah, I heard. And about that. that was. Um, the guy that played Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter yeah. series, he's the okay. uh, he's the star of Benny Loves You. Benny is his stuffed animal from a kid. Oh. So that one's kind of okay. funny. Next. And the last one is called The Greasy Strangler. Oh, we talked about this two and, weeks ago. And this is so bad. It is... I, I can't even describe it. It is... Raven. Like, like if you went on the... Um, Raven knows about it. Yeah, I was, I was telling her about it before. Oh, what about greasy strangulation? If you, if you, uh, it went like to cons or one of these, and they said it was like the, the weirdest movie they've ever, really, yeah. ever the greasy seen. Strangler. The Greasy Strangler. What's the plot? What is it? In one sentence. Greasy guy kills people. Wow, there you go. Hang he on. Loves, he loves grease. How about that pitch meeting? You know, I'm telling you, just, and it's, there's so much bad weirdness about it, and you're like, you're done with it, and you go, what, you? 
What just happened? happened? Did, hey, I listen, just, did I just lose an hour and a half of my life? Speaking of that, losing an hour and a half of their life, let's go to Switchy because we haven't asked mm-hmm. him today what he had for breakfast. Switchy, spotlight's on you there. Bro. This morning, Yes, I had the big tater at Tudor's Biscuit World. Oh, Tudor's. Go ahead. Tell uh, us. It consists of uh, diced potatoes, um, uh, eggs, and you can have bacon or sausage. I had bacon, a ton of bacon. And uh, uh, they give you a bowl of gravy on the side. Mm. Now, this also comes with apples, but I'm not an apple guy. Apples. So if you, you, you pass on the apples, you get an extra egg. So I had three eggs over easy, uh-huh. nice potatoes, bowl of gravy on the side, yes. uh, white toast, yes. and uh, a ton of bacon. Yeah, healthy, man. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say about that's about 12,000 uh, calories, I'm going to say. 12,000? Who cares? Oh, who, cares. who cares? After it's, night. Uh, who cares? All right, let's guess. Let's guess. I'm going to say you're at Tudor's, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to say that was, uh, you know, inflation. I'm going to say 11 bucks. $10 even. How much? $10? $10. Wow. Is this the place you don't have to leave a tip? Right. They don't have a tip cup. Damn. They don't have uh, Lucky you, know, you. It's kind of cafeteria style. Yep. You, know, you order your stuff, you go sit down, they'll bring it out to you. You don't put a five bucks underneath the uh, the plate when they're picking it up? Or do you, do you bust your own tables there? Uh, I, I haven't. I don't think that's okay. uh, allowed there, okay. but uh, who knows? Well, let me put it this way. You know what I do? In the UK, they're not big on tipping either, but I like some of our cafes. Yes. Personal service, and I write. I'm, you know, I try not to force a tip on them because it just isn't. No one wants don't that. Do it. Yes. I write love notes on napkins, so I bring a paper wow. with me in my pocket. <laughs> to and just I write, the love notes. Staff for the excellent service, excellent food, whatever, blah blah blah. blah <laughs> you're beautiful and all that stuff. It's gonna be. Love it's gonna be. From Pennington. It's going to be, how are we going to bail someone out who's in England and we're over here? That's right. <laughs> like, you might be deported. Yeah, right. That would be the best of all situations. So, anyway. <laughs> I'll hire John Cleese from uh, Fish go. Called Wanda to be my barrister. Good movie. Uh, so, uh, oh, thank you, Switchy. What would you have for lunch? Um, just a sandwich. Oh, really? Okay. What was in between? What was it? A jelly sandwich? Bologna sandwich? It was a bologna sandwich. It was a bologna it's sandwich. A cheese bologna. and mayonnaise. Oh, that's excellent. Mayonnaise and bologna? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Lettuce and tomato. Put tomato on that. Not, not a lot of mayonnaise, but uh, just you know, a little. Big, big slice of bologna. Okay. Uh, 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 Susan, what's your favorite horror movie? What's your What's the one that stays with you? So actually, I've been jotting them down. Okay. So depends because. Nowadays, some of the horror movies actually involve the supernatural, you know? So um, I was really happy with The Ring, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a Netflix series on, that's called The House on Haunted Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yes, yes. wicked good. Yep. The original movie was and excellent. Yep. My favorite is an old movie with Michael Keaton. It's called, I think it's called White Noise. Where he's listening oh, to, yeah. yes. isn't that it? Where he's listening yes. to, I want to say EMPs, but I got it backwards. E- EVP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. EVPs, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep. He's listening to those, and oh my God, I yep. love that movie. Yeah, that's a really good movie. Yeah, yeah, he's a good actor. He's in uh, just about every movie he's ever been in is kind of interesting in a way. Yeah. Yeah, how? And recently I've watched The Black Phone, which is Oh, that's horror. Ravens. <laughs> yes. That's a good one, too. And you're sh- and I was shocked Ethan Hawke is the bad guy. Mm, mm. 
He's yes, never the, yeah. That was really well done. Uh, yeah, that's uh, one of Raven's favorite uh, series is uh, the Black Phone. Wow, huh? Uh, Raven, why don't we go to you? Can you tell us your three? And you can use Phil's voice if you want. Oh, you know what? I actually heard that you, Raven, were working on a Christopher Walken impression. You want to just tell us? Give us um, yeah, ready? Give um, us some. Hey, you know, um, I love the black phone, too. It was fantastic. <laughs> Raven is so talented. Wow. Okay, Rave. So tell us your three top horror movies, please. Um, Black Phone, obviously. Um, um, also, um, some of my home videos. Okay. Some of my home videos. <laughs> some of his home videos. Yeah. And, um, let me see. Um,. Okay, we'll take your word for it. <laughs> it's okay. Silent night. Uh, one, one. Let me just yes. go to one, one. Uh, uh, tell us your three favorite. You know, horror, scary. You know. Um, Exorcist is number one, really. Yeah, that that's, was. Yeah, and that's... I was dating uh, my wife and I. Uh, Pick her on a date. Let's go see that. At, and we saw it at the Route Three Cinemas in Chelmsford facility. Okay. There you and go. We, we stopped at the uh, the candy store across the street for Mrs. Nelson's Mrs. Nelson's candy house. Uh huh. Okay. Yep. Here's a trip. Yeah, down they did a little shop in it. Go ahead. Basket so you bring your girlfriend and go see The Exorcist. Go ahead and you cheap out and I buy did. the candy off we'll campus. Me, okay. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I don't really watch a lot of horror movies. I mm. can't even think of. Uh, you know, as far as scary movies, I like the. I always go to uh, the others. The others is a great oh, movie. It's so, scary, yeah. but there's not in your face scary right. stuff going on. You don't know what's going on till you know what's going until on. You find out what's going on. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. That's a really good movie. That's a really interesting. <sighs> it's riveting. subtle. Yeah, right. Yeah, just subtle. You can't stop watching it. You right. can't even yeah. if you're watching it on at home and you hit pause because you got to take a pee. What? You really don't want to. No. You really want to just pee your pants and watch the rest really, of it. Really? It's pee your pants good. Pee your knickers. Get you a, have another one? Get a cup. If you're a woman. Get a, get a cup like everyone else. You got another one? You got a third one? Um, shoot out at the OK Corral. I don't know. I can't even That's think That's a very of scary movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm going to well, name aliens, my... Aliens. Uh, aliens is good. Aliens was always a good one because something coming out of your stomach is kind of, mm. you know, that's mm. the concept of it is scary. Right. And they, as, as uh, and Justin a, said, they knock off. There's a guy that played that. Yeah, John. It uh, wasn't all special effects either, right? What's that guy's name? John. He was like the guy. John Hurt. He was the elephant. John man. Hurt. Yeah, the, the alpha yeah. man. And and that he's get, he gets killed off, spoiler alert, in the first 10 minutes of the movie. It's like, okay, now what? And Sigourney Weaver takes over. That's really kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say that um, my favorite, I mean, the original Frankenstein is a scary movie in what it doesn't show. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, he's kind of like, um, you know, a, a fool, you know, uh, how should I say, like a fool in paradise. He doesn't know who he is, what he is, whatever. And, there's a sequence where he escapes and he goes down to this kind of pond and there's a there's a young girl there, a little girl, 
and he becomes friends with her. Now, this is 30s movie making. It's black and white. Right. It's not, you know, cinema verite or nothing. It's just movie making. It's film noir. Right. And, you know, and then stuff happens. And then the next thing you know, I think you see her or a dress or a hat or something floating in the in the pond, you know. And you know he's killed her. But you never see it. It's never even really mentioned other than the fact that that's why the villagers go after him. That's what I mean. It's kind of like something that happens mm. off camera in a, in a way sometimes is even more affecting than if you see the person, you know, kind of cut to pieces, you know. I Just, think I'm turned off by in-your-face uh, blood and gore. I got the only scene in a Quentin Tarantino movie oh, that don't. turned me off don't. was in Reservoir don't. Dogs. Oh, don't. You did. Now I have to cut this out. Justin, you know movies. Quentin Tarantino, hack, right? Terrible, terrible. <laughs> Justin, yeah, I love Quentin Tarantino. Let him speak. Let him speak. Go ahead, Justin. Um, I think he's hit or miss. Oh, I also think he's too full of himself. See, Juan Juan. Yeah. I mean, name I one good movie. That. He's re- name one good movie. He's directed. Actually, I like Reservoir Dogs. That's oh, like the Susan, only Susan, goodbye. One nice seeing you, Susan. Goodbye. <laughs> ah, <laughs> nice nice talking to you. No, but yeah. I didn't even know he was the uh, yeah director. Right? Okay. Yes. Okay. But ever since then, that's how he. That's the you know that's how he got to hang his hat. Let's say. But ever since yeah. then, it's been one shitty movie after another <laughs> that he gets. But he gets. But you know what? But, but he gets like Brad Pitt and these people too siring them and therefore he's going to get plenty of publicity and you know we can make a movie if Brad Pitt's yeah. in it we're going to make money okay so but the glor- they're terrible the movies bastards and, uh, that's the worst Hollywood. that movie blows and that movie about Hollywood uh, I can't believe that that is well, like a shitty one, uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood did you see that Justin? I did I mean I remember like looking forward to it and then I watched it and I was like okay what it yeah. was so boring. There you go. Boring, 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 <laughs> wah, wah, boring. Okay. I didn't even make it through the whole movie. It, it was just yeah. hard to watch. It's hard to watch. And you know that you see him and Brad Pitt, yeah, he's, a, he's a good guy. He's the only guy who, uh, in that uh, repeat, I talk about how he's the only guy who stood up to Harvey Weinstein because Harvey Weinstein grabbed Gwyneth Paltrow's ass and he was going out with him at, at her at the time. And he said, I'm, I'll, if you do that again, I'll kill you. He was the only one out in Hollywood. Who stood up to that guy? Now he's in prison for about five hundred years. But you know, at the time, no one. So that's why I kind of like him. But he's 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 like Tom Cruise. He's not an he's a celebrity. He's a movie star. He's not an actor. You know what I mean? And um, how did I get to how did I get on him? Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. It was he in that? No. So anyway, so Quentin Tarantino. No, but but he can he can he can get uh, Quentin Tarantino QT Q tip can get big stars and that's why his movies that's why you know about him it's not that he's a good director it's not that they're good plots and scripts he's in with these people I think he supplies them hash and they're in his movies and they make money they don't care the people who give them money they don't care if it's good or not if it makes money let's do it again you know so anyway um, but uh, my favorite so I, I'm a big like monster movie fan the original Godzilla is kind of cool the original King Kong is kind of cool. The original thing is kind of cool. So, Justin, are we talking like old, you know, fogies here? We're just not with it because you look younger than us. I enjoy those. Yeah. 
Good. Do you model some of your scripts uh, or some of your writings uh, based on uh, that the genre of filmmaking or uh, or otherwise? I actually, I take my writing from a lot of different spots, um, from movies that I've watched, um, from the news, like the real life news of stuff, what happens, and mm. just like mm. a little bit of stuff, and I just blend it together and see if it meshes, really. Mm. Do you write mostly novels or short stories, or what? what's your medium? So I, I mainly write novels. Okay. Um, I have four books of po um, poetry. Actually, My first book ever was a book of horror poetry. And then I wrote a Western horror, and then it's pretty much just all been horror from there. A Western horror? What's the what's the title? Um, it's called A Bloody Bloody Mess in the Wild Wild West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eighty. Love it. 80, we're in, 80s, in the 80s right now. So you have stuff that's out there now that's uh, available. Is stuff we can get on Amazon? or Yeah, yeah where do we find it? books are available on Amazon. Okay, cool. Let's check it out. We love horror books. Okay, so why don't we do this after a um, backroom discussion? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. Are you listening to Mac Mooney's Military Axel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network? And I mean it, the whole gang is here. Please stay tuned. Hawk Hunter, the wingman, has finally rid the world of its worst ever supervillain, Victor Robotov. But in Mac Maloney's latest book, War of Dragons, we learn the maniacal terrorist ghost still haunts our battered, devastated planet. In War of Dragons, book 22 in Mac's best-selling wingman series, Hawk and his united American allies uncover Victor's bizarre plot from beyond the grave. The super terrorist hit six nuclear bombs around the Mediterranean before he died, knowing their detonation will empty out the Great Sea and cause a worldwide catastrophe. Guarding these weapons of mass destruction, he's left behind a family of ferocious air dragons, eternal aerial sentinels that will stop at nothing to protect their late master's unthinkable secrets. Sailing aboard their gigantic aircraft carrier, the USS USA, Hawk and the United Americans must battle their way across the Mediterranean, slaying these dragons in hopes of beating Victor's allies to the nuke's secret locations before time runs out. If not, then the world will face a very nasty, very watery Armageddon. It's Game of Thrones meets Top Gun in Wingman 22, War of Dragons by Mac Maloney on sale now on Amazon. And hey, Wingman fans, listen to Mac's show to find out how you can win an autographed copy of Wingman 22, War of Dragons. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Miltracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we've had tonight, okay? I was going to say without Raven, but she is with us. Anyway, uh, Juan Juan is here. Girls, Juan Juan. Hey, babe. What's up? Join okay. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah, you have my hat on and my sunglasses. And my hoodie. <laughs> I don't have sunglasses on. I got my readers on. There you go. 
No Coco but tonight. You have your scale cap. Coco's out saving the world. Last time we had any contact with him, he left a bottle of peanut butter whiskey at my door. Al, you were involved in that, right? I have one, too. Speaking to that. Uh, I have a uh, the same bottle. Yep. Yeah, well, I haven't right. tried it yet. I'm not a whiskey drinker. I have. I tried to mix it with jelly. It just didn't work. <laughs> Al Ronaldo, you have a mechanic. As in the, uh, Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> also, Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. Great to be here. Okay. Tudors, right? What is it called? Tudors or Tatas? What's the name of the place? Tudors. Tudors. Okay. Tudors hmm. Biscuit World. Tudors Biscuit World. I'll tell you. It's a chain. Biscuit, really? I'll tell you, if it was in the 80s in Miami, that would mean something completely different. Yeah, big time. Tudors. Like, like the Contiki at Salisbury Beach. <laughs> what are you I talking like about? Of Asia. My, home way, my home away from home in the 70s? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, also uh, with us, joining us, is uh, Raven is with us. Raven, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Okay. Okay. We, okay. We've told you. <laughs> I heard she had laryngitis. So. Yes, right. Yes. So she's working through it. That's the problem. We've told you tonight that you look especially stunning, especially with your bun. Thank you. Thank you so much. You don't get me unless you've got buns, hung. <laughs> I don't know, whatever he said. <laughs> oh, she said, I'm sorry. Uh, also with us is a super fan, Susan Kay, down there in North Carolina. Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Really? Having a ball. Really? Thanks so much for having me. Because you hear what, all these drunk white guys? That's what you like? Hang on. I didn't, that didn't uh, come out as I wanted it to be. Also with us is uh, Justin. Bienvenue. How's that? That's good. You got it. Okay. Joining us. He's also from Massachusetts. Horror writer, UFO enthusiast, et cetera, et cetera. So um, tell us about what, I mean, what you're, you're a writer. What have you done? Books, plays, screen plays? So aside from, uh, from books, I also write poetry mm -hmm. and I also write short stories. I have, I believe, over... 15 short stories published in various anthologies and magazines. Excellent. Okay. Good for you. That's cool. Okay. And how long have you been doing this? I've been writing since 2010. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you, he looks like he's about 18. How old are you? 35. You're 35? I what? am. No way. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. And, and, and what get you into it? Did you go to uh, school for writing or any of that crap? So... I was actually I took a, a creative writing class in high school yes. that really interested that it really interested me and um, I was actually supposed to take a, a Shakespeare superlative but I didn't end up taking that yeah that probably was, a good thing probably a good yeah, thing yeah that was boring but, that would be boring uh, yeah yep. and also I really took the English so I never went to college so hmm. after I graduated I just really got into writing wow 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 and uh, did you support yourself doing this. Or? Uh, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to ask. Hang on. Okay. All right. What do you do in your daytime? You know, what do you do in your your real life? Um, I work at a at a store at my local mall. Mm -hmm. In the Newington Mall? Where? No. Okay. No. Down south. Down south. Okay. Wow. Okay. So when you were growing up, what what influences uh, did you have? So you're 35. So you you were you're a kid 20 years ago, 25 years ago. 
So I would say, I mean, from like a horror standpoint, it was just like a lot of the movies we've discussed, you know, I'd see those and like my parents didn't have any restrictions like, oh, you can't watch that. You know, they'd be like, as long as you understand that if you get scared or you see something and you want to leave the room, it's that's fine. Yes. Okay. Like, okay. Yep. Okay. That's fine. And there was a couple of moments, I'm not going to lie, I probably really left the room, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the most part, as much as this may upset him, but I really took to The Shining the first couple of times I watched it. So wow. that always kind of. What, what, what am I missing then? What am I missing? <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those films I you either like it or you don't like it. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it if you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but here's the thing. I think yes, that. I, th- I think that the, f- the fact is that you have a Stephen King book, okay? Big book, big best-selling book, right? You get, the, like, the biggest director or one of the biggest directors ever, Stanley Kubrick, right? You know, you go, for some reason, you hired Jack Nicholson. So now you are, you know, you're, you're at, there's three things going for this movie that, you know, aren't really going for a whole lot of movies. It's a big, big production. And I think that they owe it. I think they owe more to the people who are anticipating this and buy the tickets to put a better movie in, to, to, to make a better movie. You know, not a movie that you're scratching your head, what the F's going on here and this and that. And, <laughs> you know, and they leave out the best parts. And like I say, Jack Nixon, just like a overacting with the chainsaw and here's Johnny. I mean, come on. In 100 years, no one will know what the fuck here's Johnny means. You know, it, it, um, it just disturbed me. It was just really disturbing that... That Kubrick really, uh, you know, directed that mess. So maybe I just know too much about the sausage being made, you know. But was Kubrick in his right mind when he you know, did? He have uh, issues when he was uh, making a lot of these movies? Uh-uh. You know, mental issues or something. He was no, no. He was a guy. He was an American who lived yeah. in England, and he was afraid to fly like me. Okay, and. So what he did for Eyes Wide Shut, Justin, you got to go see that movie and come back and report to us how much that sucks. But what he did was, <laughs> instead of getting on an airplane, all right, this is how much pull this freaking guy had. He he created Greenwich Village at the Shepperton Studios in London. You know, he took all, it was all CGI, and when you, and Tom Cruise basically the movie's about Tom Cruise being lost in Greenwich Village. He can't get home. And he keeps running into these characters, you know, junkies and you know, prostitutes, and I don't know how to get home because he lives up in the Upper West Side. All I want to do the whole movie, I want to say, take a f-ing cab, just you know what I mean, you know, just hail a cab, <laughs> get call, in it, call an Uber, and go, call an Uber. Okay, but that's what the movie's about. Okay, and so he he Kubrick spent the money or spent someone else's money to create Greenwich Village as CGI in London because he was afraid to get on an airplane. So he was kind of eccentric, but he directed great movies. I mean, Dr. Strangelove is like in the top five of the best movies ever made. 2001 is considered, you know, one of the masterpieces, okay? Barry Lyndon, even though it's a long kind of drawn-out movie, when you watch it, every film, every shot in it is like perfectly filmed like a portrait. Um um, you know, just um, you know, Spartacus. He directed Spartacus, one of the best movies ever made. You know, with Kirk Douglas. Yeah, he came in halfway and took over that movie and directed it. I didn't know that. Paths of Glory, which is like the most anti-war film you'll ever see. It, 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 and they're just great, great movies. But at some point, he kind of lost it. He lost it, and maybe he lost money. Maybe. He t- 
but boy, shining, uh-uh, and, and um, Full Metal Jacket about his movie in Vietnam, terrible movie. It's about a war in a city. Vietnam was fought in the jungle. I mean, what are you doing with the city? Anyway, and then Eyes Wide Shot, and he died, and then it came out. So who knows? But he's an eccentric guy. Okay, that killed five minutes. <laughs> Clockwork <laughs> Orange also. Clockwork Orange, right. Yeah, ahead of its time. Ahead of its time. You know, violent. Uh, that was kind of a hip movie to see. Everybody yes. went to see that. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell, right. Yep. Yep. It, it was the one he did after 2001. After 2000, everyone expecting. really disappointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone expecting, like, hey, what's this guy going to do? And then it's what? like this kind of really weird kind of slightly future in England. And Wasn't that rated X? I mean, did you? Yeah, it was rated that, X. <clears throat> yep. I think it took yeah. a real bad rating. For violence. somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it's it's I don't know what he was thinking of, but yeah, he could have uh, gone to uh, something else. But uh, just the way it is. So, uh, Justin. So anyway, so when did you start writing? What age were you uh, when you started writing? And- um, I'd say like I really like when I took writing seriously when I first started writing would be probably around when I was like nineteen or twenty. Because mm-hmm. I would just, well, I mean. When I was in high school, I, like if I was bored in one of my classes, like science mostly, I'd yes. start writing poetries and stuff stories. Really, but yes. like really, like big time stories, I would probably say when I was like nineteen or twenty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to recite uh, one of your poems tonight on the air? We'll put some music behind it. Um. No, I'm good. You kind of put me on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, come on. You must have one, right? Go ahead. You must know one. Just a couple lines. Horror. Uh, I don't pay a yeah. for him. Okay. No, no, <laughs> no. I, I actually have my phone right here. So it's right I'll here. Bring one up. Start the Get music. My phone to my phone. Okay. Got some of my poems from one of one of my books. That's okay. See, this is the slow build-up we've been talking about. It's called <laughs> silence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rome. All right. Got a poem here called Butcher Block. Butcher Block. Let's go. Slice, a finger gets it. Pierce against the skin. Cut straight through the bone. Sever, one digit down. Slash, another finger. Slit, a vein has been punctured. Gash, it gushes blood. Lacerate, the middle's gone. Carve, a slushing sound. Mince, the pinky's loss. Chop, a lonely thumb. Butcher, meat lies in the block. Like it. Yes. Nice. Yes. Let's give him, please. It sounds like a Hallmark card to me. Okay. Sounds deep. <clears throat> so you live in Alderboro. That's about a hundred miles from us or so. Not even. Yeah, okay. okay. Good. So wow, huh? So why this? That's uh, pretty vi- heavy duty. I bet they would get a bigger laugh than it did. Listen, why, why, why the horror though? Why is uh, why I is your the vi- lyrics for a Rage Against the Machine song? Well, or something, something, yeah. But but what's in it, Justin? What what does what appeals yeah. to you? Um, I'll actually break it down in two ways. Like when I first decided that I wanted to write a book. I knew it was going to be a poetry book. But I actually didn't know whether I wanted... I didn't know what type of ho- like poetry I wanted to write. Go ahead. And I thought to myself, I actually have a lot of dark poems that either, like... Not that I wasn't emo in any way, but I had, like, you know, like, the emotional type of poems. But also I had, like, Halloween, scary, horror-type poems. Yes. And I had a lot of those. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a book of horror poetry. Mm. And I had already had appreciation for horror... 
to begin with. Yes. So I just kind of combined the two, and it really just Horrible. took off from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, that's a way. That's a niche. That's a niche. And you said your parents uh, watch scary movies all the time. Um, I wouldn't say all the time, but they they watched them. They, yeah, they'd watch them, and then like like I said, yeah, like they said, you know, just be aware this is a scary movie, and yes. if you don't something upsets you, you can leave. Um, if you remember uh, a couple of weeks ago, Raven's father, Raven's father, Lonely Larry, told the story about how his wife, at the time, Raven's sister was, uh, I mean, Larry's wife was pregnant with Raven's sister. Two weeks overdue, they didn't know what to do, so he brought her to see the movie Eraserhead. Eraserhead, <laughs> which is one of the most oh, horrible Lord. movies ever. <laughs> And her water broke, and she went to the hospital. Perfect. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's instead of inducing her, he brought her to see a race ahead. And after, and on the bed, screaming, you know, as the baby's being born, she's screaming at Larry, I can't believe you brought me to that movie. <laughs> you know, I almost gave birth watching that movie. Did no. you really? Me too, yeah. yeah. Wow. Anyway, well, I've never Larry. seen it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's yeah. It's you don't want to see. It's twisted. Yeah, it's <laughs> twisted before. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so have you seen the movie the the terror? What's it called? The terrorizer. It's supposed the, to be the one that makes people like throw up in the movie theater. Oh well, I'll, I'll put the uh, one out there. The terrorizer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On Netflix or something. No, it's actually it was actually in a movie theater. Mo yeah, oh, wow. Did they give you plastic bags? So the Blair Witch Project did that because of the shaking of the camera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, oh, the uh, right. There's another Makes movie that did that. Right, make you <laughs> nauseous. Right. Uh, if they're not putting in the subliminal stuff, you know. So, um, uh, uh, Justin, what do you watch on TV these days? What anything? Um, like I said earlier, I've been binge watching Eli Roth's uh, History of Horror. Yep. Yep. Um. We should just, uh, he's a guy, Eli Roth is someone who made, you know, he's made his bones in making these kind of low-budget horror movies, would you say? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and what else? What else? Do you, do you ever watch anything lighthearted, like, uh, you know, Jabity or something? <laughs> Little House on the Prairie. Yeah, Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> Unfortunately, kind of if I've watched any Little House on the Prairie, it's because my mom would throw it on and I'd be like, you know, I don't really feel like leaving the room. Oh, really? I have stuff to do on the computer, so you can yeah. watch and I'll just listen. That's fine, whatever. You know, Michael um, Landon was like bombed during that entire series. He was either drunk or he was on uh, coke or all these things. That he said it himself. I'm not doing it. I never saw it, Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, so where are we, uh, Uncle Al? Time wise, um, we are at. Um, Here we go. We got. Uh, you know, it's really bad when I ask this question. <laughs> you're asking me <laughs> of all people. Yeah. Um, we're about sixteen I'm minutes. I'm going to bounce in a couple so we, moments. Okay, good. <laughs> right, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we do this? Why don't we just uh, bring the show to a halt, and we'll put in some uh, best of or something. Well, okay. Or, or we can uh, okay, find we go. something silly to do. <clears throat> okay, so I want to thank everyone for participating tonight. Uh, first of all, Justin Benvenu, Benvenu, right? Benvenu. Okay. <laughs> I flung French. I had French all through grade school, all through high school. <laughs> all I know is how to say autobus and pain means bread, right? Okay. So, well, thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. Will you want, if Raven sends you like the names of two or three movies, will you watch them and then come back on just to give us your opinion of them? 
sure, absolutely. I yeah. know you're going to probably put eyes wide shut on there. So <laughs> just go see it, and maybe maybe I'm mistaken, but I'll tell you what a mess. I mean, you know, Tom Cruise is in no, it. Give him he, something else. He'll waste his time. Well, no, no. What do you mean waste yeah. his time? Yeah. He's he's so unbelievable as a doctor. He's a doctor in it. Okay, and he's married to. You know, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman, which is bizarre in the Generally first Nicole place. Kidman fan, so that's why I watched it. And she gets naked with him, but they're smoking pot, yeah, and she goes crazy. It. it was like it's, it's like the reason why you never smoke pot with your wife. Watch that scene, okay? <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah. But he's so unbelievable. There's, there's as, a lot of good stuff in it, though. No, Justin. there isn't. There's, he has. He says forty-two times in the movie, "I'm a doctor." Because you know, when no one believes that little Tommy Cruz is a doctor with the tooth in the middle of his head, so it, <laughs> you know it gets screwed up from there. You know, it, it, it's just but watch it. What and there's supposed to be like satanic messages in it and you know all this stuff. I think they just like threw that out there just so people go watch it. It's a mess. If it, if it was from some other director, forget about it. It wouldn't have been released. It would have. Been a failure, but anyway, go watch it. Will you, Justin? Tell us what you think about it. Now you got to go watch it. Okay, all right. Let's all watch it again. Thank you, Justin, for um, joining us. We really appreciate. It. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Okay, I'm going to say good night to Raven. I'm going to say good night to Raven now. Raven, thank you for joining us, Raven. Oh gosh, the pleasure's always friends. <laughs> wow, she's going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, thank you, Raven, for joining us. We really appreciate. It. Okay. Susan K., it's the time I have to say goodbye to you. Well, we have to say goodbye to you. Thank you, Susan. How's your how's your arm? What's the what's the uh what's the uh, prognosis? How long do you have to recover? Six. So, just went yesterday. I uh, got two more weeks before I can start physical therapy. Yep. And then uh we're looking at between June and July 20th. Oh, wow. 20th and July 20th. Moon day. So. Is that your are you a righty? Is that the the hand you write with? Of course. Oh, it's what freaking hot. I can't wash my hair. Just you'd be surprised the things you don't appreciate. <laughs> That I, you do. I can guess a couple of them. Hands. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Wow. I oh, know. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 No, I get it. Let's give Susan a round of applause, please. Which she knows we will sweeten up. Thank you, Susan, for joining. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Al, thanks for joining us. Hey, hey. Warm up the car. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Call the galley. We're on our way. I want my cheeseburger with onion rings. Yeah, you went uh, kidding. Medium well. Anyway, thank, thank you, you all for joining us. Switchy, thanks for joining us. Switch. My pleasure. Okay. All right. Who's left? Great to see everyone. That's it. Okay, listen, Holmes, I said goodbye to everyone, okay, right? Thank you, dude. Okay. Uh, Holmes Rod Troops. Holmes Rod Troops is an organization that gives, um, that collects uh, donations from you to build houses for our wounded veterans from Afghanistan and also the Iraq war. Uh, they may have lost limbs or whatever, and they make these homes that are more adaptable to them. Not a, not a lot of stairs, wide doorways, low counter space. We went to an event this weekend, Lois and I, and it was really fantastic to see people coming together to help our veterans. So just go to Homeless Tribe Troops. What they do is they build the home, adapted right to the veteran, um, and then they give them the keys. They ri- I saw them. They give them the keys. They rip up the mortgage. It's their home forever. And they don't have to worry about that thing every month, paying the mortgage, and they go out and live as normal, I hate to use that term, as normal life as they could. And a lot of people who are um, who moved into these home have, homes have gone out and um, you know just kind of lived as normal a life as they can. Uh, homes for our troops, they've built about 350 of these things. They're beautiful homes. The problem is they got 1,000 people on the waiting list. So please, go to Google, 
Uh, look up uh, Homestrong Troops. See what they're about. 90% of your um, dollar goes to our veterans. The VA should be doing it. They're not. So people like Homestrong Troops are doing it. So please, donate. And I think that's it. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, there's another thing, too. So we had um, Goodreads, the publisher of um, War of Dragons by Mac Maloney, now available everywhere, um, did a uh, Goodreads contest. You know about those, one one? I'm not really – do you know about I'm, them, Susan? Good, I don't. I don't either. But I'm anyway. mailing list of Goodreads. Right, yeah. So they say, you know, if you, I don't know, into some kind of contest, you'll get a free signed book by uh, me, I guess. So – Usually they have really? like about 600 people, 600 people go for it. You know, I guess that you just put their name in or whatever. <clears throat> this time there was 2,100 people. So I'm hoping nice. that means something. Yeah. So anyway, um, we're going to be uh, sending those books out uh, next week. Also, I just want to say we were thinking of a contest name, one of Al's B's, but you know, which one would it be? The Queen. Either the Queen Bee. But anyway, so we have like about uh, five extra copies of War of Dragons, and we're going to come up with some kind of contest to give them away uh, to our listeners. So other than that, I think we're all set. Juan, Juan, anything to add? Juan, JJ? No, you've said it all. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So we're going to go get a... Uh, I love that book, Love and Let Die. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Wait till you read the end, though. Love and Let okay. Die, the movie. Uh, the, the book I love about, the way it's structured. I love yeah. his writing. The Beatles and James Bond, how they intersected through the 60s yeah. and 70s. Yeah, oh, fascinating. Um, so uh, right, we'll go get a uh, cheeseburger with fries and onion rings for you, the Wani, yes. and a uh, chocolate martini. And uh, until you uh, hear us the next time, this is Mac for the entire game saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.